Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync things just flow wherever you are tap the banner to go to monday.com hello and welcome to the new european podcast my name is richard porritt and i'm joined by the ultra professional steve anglesey hello snowflakes how are you i'm delighted that we've avoided a national humiliation yeah well which one because there's been numerous well we're avoiding the national humiliation of brexit by opting for the national humiliation of <laughs> boris johnson as the next tory leader and prime minister <laughs> we'll get to that we will get to the news and of course it will be heavily dominated by the tory leadership um tussle. heavy domination with boris johnson <laughs> if only oh, that came out bozzy bear with, yeah oh, with his little oh, otter. would you like to see bozzy bear <laughs> No, thank you. No. Uh, we'll be talking later to New European reporter Mia Jankovic. She'll be telling us her thoughts. She's new to New European, so it'll be good to introduce her. It will. She's bloody good. Yeah. She's a good hire. A very good hire. And then, of course, we will be crowning a Brexiteer of the week. Of course we will. First, Steve, what are your hot takes as we soaking the news of the uh, first round ballot? Well, it's obviously a very good result for Boris Johnson. 114, I think. Uh, 114, yeah. So he, I think pretty much he's through to the last two, isn't he? Unless well, we can, we can talk about I that again will. in a minute right, because I, I do have a hot take about uh, 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 about that and it refers back to something that we talked about last week. I would So I would say it was, it's very good for Boris Johnson. He clearly is the, um, is the, the man in um, favour. It doesn't really seem to matter to this electorate uh, of MPs that he's been an incompetent foreign secretary, you know, a very poor mayor of London. He lied during the referendum. He's cheated on his partners. He's conspired with a criminal who wanted to uh, have a journalist beaten up. The, mm. You know that he's toxic away from the south uh, of England and especially toxic in Scotland Liverpool. and the north and in, <laughs> and, and in Liverpool. That he's got a history of saying racist things. That the one policy that he's really unveiled so far is to give even more money to to well-off people. Mm. They are convinced. Mm. That the only thing that matters, and you know, Tory MPs are like Tory voters. They see the Tories as the party of a natural party of government, don't they? Despite the fact that you know it's only two years out of the last twenty that we've, the Tories have governed with a majority. Well, that's true. Um, but they see themselves as the, nat- the, the natural party of government. They are desperately worried. Uh, about the Brexit party, and they see that Nigel uh, that Nigel Farage is a threat, and that only Boris Johnson can um, can deal with that threat. Do you reckon, though? I've had a little thought about this. Maybe. Set a populist to catch a populist. I think is there. Yeah, absolutely. Theory, yeah, I mean, it? that is clearly that is clearly the thinking. But do do you do you reckon that actually we should probably purge Boris now, let him be PM, 
make a right cock up of it, and then my one true love, Rory Stewart, Rory Stewart can, can be come. Prime Minister, save us all, everything will be fine. We've had a you know, fifteen year blip. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we've talked we've talked about this before, haven't we? And I've lost count of the number of times I've said this. The, the, the Tories, unless something dramatic happens, and look, you know, it is going to have to be dramatic. Mm. He, he's there's clearly something. He was very evasive, wasn't he, in his press conference about drugs? He started. Yeah. He was asked a quite clear question about drugs, and ended up talking, talking about free market capital. Well, what what else could it be now? <laughs> You know he's got. There's got to be. He's got to be one up on on everybody else. He's actually Um, producing meth uh, in his South London flat. Well, exactly. Yeah. Um, But you know, unless there is a dramatic intervention now by you know, and it would have to be. It would have to be massive. It'd have to be Helen McIntyre or Anna Fazakli or Petronella Wire or one of these women that he's been involved with. More than that, because because Boris is. Boris gets away with things because Boris is Boris, and I'm sorry, I keep calling Johnson Boris, and yes. that annoys people, but I do. Um, and it would have to be huge. It yeah, would be it would huge. have to be. It would have to be fairly, um, fairly sizable. But you know, they're, they're keeping him away from from the press for a reason, aren't Absolutely, they? They yeah, know yeah. that he's got a rick in him, yeah. as uh, as Glenn Hoddle <laughs> used to say about. Uh, Certain footballers, Harry Redknapp used to say that as well. Let's touch. We on talked that about point. you talked about your mate Rory, though, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, and I yeah. think that I think that the, you know, and we're, we're talking, we're, we're doing this podcast, and it's not long after we've digested the the results, the <laughs> fairly indigestible results. Mm. But I think the lesson from that, and you can always tell these things by looking at the the, the, the betting markets, yeah, can't yeah, you? Yeah. And the lesson of this is that immediately after that result was. Um, came out that Rory Stewart's odds, um, the the odds in, of him becoming the next leader, increased dramatically. Yeah. And in fact, you know, Ladbrokes had him as the third favourite from virtually nowhere. Whereas on the list, of course, he was he actually finished seventh, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was the, and he was seventh the one and, that just and the fell last, over the line. The yeah. last survivor, he needed seventeen, and he and he got nineteen. He's like the the hare and the tortoise, though, isn't he? He's, he's, he walks everywhere very slowly. He doesn't need to dash. Yeah, exactly. I love him. Yeah, I'm properly falling in love with him. Well, I think people, the more people see him, the, the more people like Realize him because he is. I think that I think that the Tories could actually go to the country with Rory Stewart and beat Jeremy Corbyn. Yes, I think they would be. He he's, would beat Jeremy Corbyn hands down. Talking sense, finally. And he looks, you know, he looks sense. like he's made by Ardman Animation. I mean, what <laughs> what more can you? What more can you possibly want? He's fantastic. We've learned so much Feathers about him. Feathers McGraw in as <laughs> Chancellor. That would be brilliant, wouldn't it? What, Sean the Sheep, what would he do? <laughs> Sean the Sheep? Well, he might as well replace Chris Grayling. You know, he he could do, do a better job. He's quite job. wily, though, isn't he, Sean the Sheep? He'd do Sean better the job than most of them. I think he probably would do, What's yeah. The, well, um, of course, Gromit needs to be the... He'd be the consigliere, wouldn't he? The power behind the throne. I am... Um, I'm. It's often... Certainly before I grew my beard, it was often said that I looked like Wallace. Oh. Okay, um, Wally Simpson. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah, a little you know, bit. I've got yeah. to look at Wally Simpson, dangerous American. Um, so I think you know it's early days, isn't it? Who knows what deals are, are going to be done by the time you, dear New European podcast listener, are listening to us ramble on once again. Absolutely. But I think um, I think Rory Stewart has done very well, and um, and the, the the lessons, the other lessons that have come out of it are that uh, Hunt is 
hanging on in there. He got 43. Jeremy's uh, in the hunt. You know, he put on eight from his yeah. declarations, which was the second highest number that anybody put on, apart yeah. from uh, Johnson putting on 30. So he is not going to go anywhere, I wouldn't have thought. I would have thought it looks, um, you know, it looks very tricky for Matt Hancock yes. um, and for Rory Stewart yeah. uh, to get over the, I mean, it's 33, isn't it? Um, on Tuesday, that I you don't know need. Where the, I don't know where that's what's going to come from. You know, Rob, uh, who we can talk about in a second, and Javid, they they got twenty seven and twenty three each, and are by no means assured that the thirty votes um, that came off Harper and McVeigh and, and Ledson um, are going to take them over. So th- those votes that uh, that are up for grabs now, and there will be, I'm sure there will be some changing around and some rethinking, but I don't think there'll be masses, will there? You wouldn't expect there to be. But those votes that are now free that went to Harper, yeah, McVeigh, thirty of them, and Ledson, the, the natural home for them. Well, you would think some of Harper's would go to Rory Stewart mm. or to Matt Hancock, who are pretty much, you know, they're pretty similar, aren't they? Some moderate, sensible, um, the sensible candidates. Yeah, a lot of, I mean, a lot of Ledsom's, <coughs> um, a lot of Ledsom, and actually a couple of Esther McVeigh's, I think, were, you know, people who voted Remain, unbelievably. Esther McVeigh's quite a... Quite hardcore. Oh, um, so, um, so I think there is something in there. But you would you would have thought that a lot of them will swing by Boris Johnson, yeah. and maybe yeah. a lot of them will come to um, pull Dominic Raab mm. um, out of this. Mm. Before we talk about Dominic Raab, mm. I must say how delighted. The best thing about all of this was seeing Esther McVeigh not only knocked out but humiliated with with um, with only um, nine. Mm. Uh, she had six de- declarations, only picked up uh, another nine, yeah. came last, yeah. behind Mark Harper, who no yeah. one had heard of. <laughs> no. Not even Mrs. Mark Harper. <laughs> what? Who? Uh, him? Who are you? That, that is just that bloke who keeps turning up for breakfast every morning. Who is he? What does he do for a living? <laughs> do you think that um, it was Lorraine that did it for Esther McVeigh? Well, I think... <laughs> I mean, you know, Esther McVeigh is, you know, Boris Johnson is unfit to be the Prime Minister, but, you know... Esther McVeigh, unfit to be a human. You know how... Exactly, well... Is that what you suggest? Well, you know how in, in the sort of Liverpool Spice Boys team, they used to yeah. say, call Rob Jones Trigger, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they said he was really stupid yeah. and like yeah. Trigger from Only Fools and Horses. That's right, yeah. And then when Jason McAteer... Arrived, he was known as Double Trigger, Double trigger because yeah. he was even more stupid. <laughs> and you know, if if Boris Johnson is unfit, then Esther McVeigh is double unfit. How long before? Or treble um, unfit. Do you think? Do you think? Well, what will happen is Boris will become Prime Minister, make Esther McVeigh's Chancellor, well, and they will wander down Downing Street in white suits. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> It would be fantastic. Or if they it? sort of formed a sort of blonde on blonde, it'd be. I mean, this it could be with a, if they have a couple dollar, of dollar, or if they had a couple of darker haired people in there, they could be the sort of the abba exactly. Um, and I do fear that Esther McVeigh, despite would, not right. being fit for any paid work, who would the other two be? Uh, well, well, would you would you want Nicky Morgan? Nicky Morgan could probably do the um, yeah, the, do the um, that is perfect. Anna Frid. That is perfect. You'd also need somebody with a big bushy beard, wouldn't you, to be? Um, but I don't really think that they've got anyone like no, that. No, well, they? bearded politicians don't tend to do well. No, they don't. Um, in fact, if you go back, I think the last prime minister with a beard was something like 1850 or something like that. It's been a very long time since we've had a beardy politician. No, well, 
in that sense of beardy, I suppose. But there you go. Um, yes, let's not let's not stray on that from there. Let's talk um, about the three that have, got, have gone out. I know we touched on McVeigh. That's great. Well, look, Esther McVeigh went out as she lived, didn't she? She yeah. went out saying um, <laughs> talking nonsense. She talking talking absolute nonsense. I mean, you know, I thought the the nine thousand quid or eight thousand quid or whatever it was that she spent on hairdressing. Oh my god, that's brilliant. Uh, Why do you was, spend a fair um, bit on your hair? I do like you? to get it. I do like you to go to the posh place. I like don't to have you? A, well, I'll go to the middle place, but I'm, I think I'm going to go to. You went to. I think I'm going to go to. I think I'm going to go to. Backs. I think I'm going to go to the to the even posher place. There's an now. even posher one than that. There is. Yeah. Where's that? Uh, well, we can discuss it later on. I give. Welcome you... to the Norwich hairdressing I... podcast. It is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, but she's got fine hair. She was talking. They, they were talking about her pledge to cut um, foreign aid. Uh, weren't they? She was on Sky, mm, mm. Uh, and that would fund a, everything. A big pitch, by the way. We're going to slash foreign aid, <laughs> and everyone will be rich. And she said, um, and she she said, um, and they said, well, why should we slash foreign aid? And she said, well, I, I hear that our foreign aid has paid for an airport, and the planes can't even take off because the wind is in the wrong direction. <laughs> And she, they said, where is this airport? And she said, oh, I can't remember. And that sort of did for her credibility, I think. Now, And you know what happens if the wind changes direction, don't you? Well, exactly. Yeah. You stay like that. Yeah, you stay like, like Esther yeah. McVeigh. And... Um, and it turned out to be... Um, it turned out to be a certain time of day, she had read, that planes were finding it difficult to land at St Helena mm. Airport. Yeah, uh, But yeah. we don't give any... Um, we don't give any foreign aid to, to St Helena because no. it's one of our uh, dependencies. So, I think that I think there is a little so bit apart of truth from in that, that she was yeah. One of apart the, from the no truth that there was yeah. in it. No, but I think there is an issue with landing and taking off at that airport. Well, there is, yeah. But but it's nothing to do with. But there's no the foreign aid given there's to no it. There's no foreign yeah. aid given to it. But the, it, it, did, did you know that a new European staff member is from Sarah? I did. I did. Our designer that's Sarah Peters is from Saint Helena. That's, yeah. that's all I She I is. So she, is gone. she put up the wallpaper which killed uh, Napoleon. That's right. Yes, of course. She did. Who was killed by his own wallpaper? Correct. Um, which is a bit like the. Uh, if you've ever been killed by your own <laughs> wallpaper, please, please <laughs> drop do. Drop us a line. <laughs> please do drop us a line. <laughs> Tremendous. I wonder how many deaths there are. Death wallpaper, by wallpaper. Wallpaper deaths. I mean, I guess a big roll of it could squish you. That would be terrible, wouldn't it? Um, what a way to go. I can't think of any other way apart from... Not like being done in a paint it? factory. So I'd say you've had a lovely finish. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, McVeigh is gone. Hooray. Hooray, McVeigh. Um, Mark Harper. Who he? Yeah, not sure, Still but also know. gone. Farewell. I don't really know why he um, bothered. <laughs> bothered in the first place. Maybe like the missus was away for a few weeks and, you know, like when the missus is away and you're like, oh, what are we going to do? You end up sitting in the pub by yourself. Crying. Yeah, yeah. Ledsom is interesting because, of course, she was the runner-up last time, wasn't Ledsum, she? Ledsom, not, not for leader, and she again. had to withdraw last time. Yeah. and um, so She probably that... wouldn't have won, I don't think, would she, against Theresa May in the country? No. Although but, of course, Brexit, the, more Brexit you know, the people that we then just called the hard Brexiteers, who we, then, we now know are the ERG, mm. and, and they are all sort of swinging behind Boris Johnson. And, yeah. and you yeah. know, they were the people that Andrea Ledsom, with her manage no deal. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, well, she's managed. How do you manage to, a no deal? It's she's, like <laughs> she's she's managed to uh, get herself managed wildfire in the Man- bottom three. I mean, we it's didn't our see, managed avalanche. I'm having. We didn't see a great deal from her, did we? I didn't really think her heart was in it. No. I mean, if you look at the incredible work that 
Rory Stewart's been doing. Stop going on about Rory you're, Stewart. You're, you're, if With you your Rory Stewart badge if you and your Rory like... Stewart underpants. <laughs> I've done some, you know, like. He's um, made a big rosette with his face <laughs> on. Glory Ferrari, it says. It's really embarrassing. On his pants. <laughs> on his pants. And that's on his pants. On the opening. <laughs> Glory Ferrari. Glory Ferrari. Oh my God, I should be reading his campaign. Yeah. He, uh, I don't want to cause a Ferrari, but it's Glory Ferrari. <laughs> But the thing we, well, I'm, <laughs> I do love Rory Stewart. If you, you don't do. like Rory Stewart, you're not going to enjoy this podcast. <laughs> it's not our new slogan. It's not very good, is it? No. It's a bit. It's not very <laughs> inclusive. <laughs> but, but Rory Stewart, obviously, he's worked really hard because a lot of people, even us, I mean, knew Rory Stewart was, but yeah. we, we didn't realise he was that guy that did the walking in the box. No, or smoked the opium, or smoked the opium, or could fly dragons, or cl- of, could fly a dragon, or arrange to meet you in the park. He needs to make more. Needs to make more <laughs> of that, but that dragon thing. But he, you see, he he said he would walk across every county in the United Kingdom, didn't he? If he was elected <laughs> as a celebration, gonna, <laughs> when's he going to finish that and get on with the job? <laughs> I just think he's fantastic. Do you it's know quite an me? undertaking, isn't it? <laughs> he walked across Afghanistan in 2002. Well, that, that's didn't a have year. To dodge any bullets, though. Well, well, well yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. from the ERG, <laughs> certainly. Uh, he, but he has worked really hard to get his name out there. People know who he is now. Yes, he has. Yes, um, and uh, I don't know why he's walking when he can fly fly around on that dragon of his. But he, you know, he, he's he's run a great campaign. The media really likes him because he's. Out there doing stuff, doing new stuff, um, as a selfie stick. Yeah, I didn't realise people still had selfie sticks. No, he's been good, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I wonder at what stage he will begin to. He's hard as nails as well, you know. Is he? Could he? He. he I tell you what. I tell you. Did you see that one where he's in? I think it's the speaker's corner. Oh yeah. And he goes right, everyone. And there's about twenty five, thirty people. There, that's all. Right, right. Someone else filming it. Right. And someone asked him a question. And he went right. Let me get up somewhere high. And he clambered onto oh, okay. this picket fence with yeah. like sharp wooden tops, and he just sat on it. He sat on the w- right picket on the fence. spike. It must have been right up, right up his old bum right hole. Up his bum. <laughs> <laughs> and the people went, "Oh!" And he just went, carried on, didn't even flinch Blimey. with a fence up his. That's bum. like a deleted scene from Game of Thrones. <laughs> that is the man I want in number ten. Someone who doesn't flinch when, when they're a, sat on a when spike. When a spike's put up his bum. Yeah, imagine. He's probably had torture training. We and could stuff have been Edward the Second. If only he'd known. <laughs> the call could have. The course of royal British royalty could have all been very different. Absolutely. Um, well, uh, so he's having a good campaign, and his yeah, and his launch in the the big top mm. uh, was very very good. Yeah. Um, good. Who has not had a good campaign so far? Uh, well, Ledsom. Ledson That's for why I brought him up because because yeah. Ledson was the exact opposite. Shouldn't seem to have said much apart yeah. from that money takes the nonsense. Uh, mm. I've got to say Matt Hancock, sorry Hat Mancock, Hat Mancock, who um, who I put t- ten pounds on. I think you're going to lose that. 10 well, pounds. I am. I mean, he he, I he ended up with twenty, didn't mm, he? Poor showing. With the win behind him, I really had high hopes for for um, Matthew. Uh, yes, and actually, you know, it's, it's, as far as I mean, what what we've got to remember, uh, yes, I, Rory's Rory's great. Have I mentioned that? Okay. Glory for Rory, but he, he is still backing Brexiting, mm. um, as are all the. But I, I well, don't see are. that. The, yeah, uh, there was only one that wasn't. He had to drop out, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, he didn't get any. Sam, 
so you know we we are this is really the the best of a a bunch who will make us leave the EU, which we would rather they didn't. It is, um, but but nonetheless, I think Matt Hancock, sensible, untarnished, perhaps the next leader. I mean, we were talking off air, of course, a few days ago, weren't we, about perhaps Rory not this time next time. And well, I think yes. maybe Matt is the, the same, isn't he? Yes, I think so. I mean, I would point out that Stewart got nineteen and Hancock got twenty in the first round, but but Hancock has gone out to two hundred to one in the betting. Yeah. And I am wondering whether, and you know, those twenty that voted for Hancock. Yeah. Look, Rory Stewart isn't going to go anywhere. No. Uh, She's just getting me I'm, excited, I'm, and then you. I'm pretty. I'm, you're teasing me. Well, he isn't going to. He isn't going to drop out. No. He isn't going to drop out, uh, and has got some momentum. Yeah. Hancock, those twenty, I think. I think the vast the majority point. of those twenty would would swing behind. Rory Stewart, reckon, wouldn't they? I do you think so. They could? Yeah. Why which doesn't? Put I'll him, tell you what. Which would put him in the third round. Hat Mancock, right? Yeah. If you're listening. Yeah. Just, just do the decent thing. Do Hat. the decent thing. Go and have a word with Rory. Yeah. Father of dragons. <laughs> Say to him, look, I'd quite like to be chancellor. I could see Matt Hancock as chancellor. Well, yes. Because it's never going to happen. But start building now for next time. Yeah. Uh, Dominic Raab uh, and what? his. Lackluster the campaign so far. The man of details who didn't know the importance of the Calais to do a crossing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I, I think I prefer Boris to be Prime Minister than Dominic Rob. Yes. Would you? Uh, no, I think. What do you think, Rob, would be better than Boris? Well, I think it's like choosing between a headache and a toothache. But at least. Or I'd go headache. Would you? Yeah, I would go headache oh, as well, actually. Yeah. Um, I think I don't know about Rob. I I I, I really he's, don't he know. He scares me a bit, that man. He is quite frightening. Um, I think, however, and this is this is my bizarre theory, and hear me out on this one. Okay. That Rob, who looks uh, completely dead in the water, he's out to fifty to one as we're recording this podcast. He's yeah. behind Javid, who's twenty-five to one. Gobu's yeah. twenty to one. Stewart sixteen to one. Hunt. Seven to one and Boris five to one on, mm. um, and uh, but Rob, I I am wondering whether people will say Boris has got one hundred and fourteen now. The Brexiteers who went behind McVeigh and Leadsome, um, and maybe even some of the hundred and fourteen will say Boris is Boris is safe. He's in there. Let's make sure we get two Brexiteers. Let's make sure that the runoff is between two Brexiteers, and what we need is a harder Brexiteer than Boris Johnson to keep Boris Johnson honest. And mm. we can say to him, "You must not do this. Mm. You know, you've got to stick to your promises. Otherwise, we're gonna, we're gonna uh, swap." And that, See, the thing you that... know, and that if you added those, if you added those uh, McVeigh's pitiful uh, nine and Ledsom's, uh frankly embarrassing eleven. To um, to Rob's um, twenty seven, you know that gives him forty seven, and that is more than than Hunt and more than Gove got on the first ballot. Just so, thinking there, I think. So that to me is an interesting thing. That is, I think that's a really interesting theory, and I'm going to come back to it. But first, Ledsom got eleven. I think she's got more children than she got votes. <laughs> um, I think it's an interesting theory. That uh, what I can't understand is that. The majority of Tory MPs yes. are centrist. Yes. Are not you know, swivel-eyed loons. Yes. And yet they seem to have fallen for swivel-eyed loons. 
Well, they you know, do. B- Boris, Boris is going to blow where the political wind is blowing. Yep. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And and that that is what he does. Yeah. Uh, 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 they think they're not thinking. They're thinking about how to keep their seats, aren't they? Very much so. Yeah. This is what this is this is what they're this doing. is what consumes them. I think. Um, <clears throat> and they they have totally bought into the the false narrative that only being more Brexity than the Brexit Party. Um, will uh, will do this and that necessarily means that that um that a vote to leave in the referendum meant a vote for no deal do and you... that necessarily means that a vote for no deal means a vote for no deal on October the 31st and, and us leaving the EU on October the 31st so there is going to be uh some debates isn't there is it one or two there are going to be yeah there's going to be a televised there'll be more hustings yeah be, but I mean the, be, the, tele- the, the televised talking about a sky two a sky televised debate and a Channel Four televised debate right great they? so is that is that like danger time for Boris do you think is that his biggest problem well I think it's the, the problem for Boris is when he has to submit to scrutiny when he's in the the final two he can't hide like this because his opponent will be <coughs> out there every day yeah. making the case for yeah. why. He uh, and it is going to be a he now, isn't it? For for why he should yes. be prime minister and Boris Johnson cannot afford to hide. You know, this could be the high water mark of Boris Johnson. I'm very much hoping that it is, um, because um, because you know the more that these things are chewed over again and again, that long laundry list that we talked about at the start, we we didn't re- really even talk about the the the. the you know the very evasive answer that he gave to uh, to drugs. We've we've not even talked about the the awful booing of of Beth Rigby when she tried to ask a question at his press conference. You know we we're used to hearing um, the media booed at um, Corbyn rallies and Trump rallies, aren't we? But these are by you know the Trump rallies are by weird Midwesterners in caps and mm. and um, and Corbyn rallies by strange people with with beards and but this was actually by conservative MPs I find that incredibly disturbing so you know the more Boris Johnson is is open to scrutiny um, the more uh, unpleasant it's going to get for uh, Boris Johnson and of course we've got this great thing um, which has been um, people have been publicizing this over the last couple of days haven't mm. we the, the column that Boris Johnson wrote for the Telegraph in 2007 saying what a disgrace it was going to be that Gordon Brown would become yeah, prime minister yeah. of the country because he you know because he hadn't just the been elected is, though, by the we, labor party the thing is if we if we are ho- if we're hoping for something like that to bite Boris on the bottom i just wonder what's left you know, we know so much about Boris and, and that would be damaging to your average yeah, yeah, yeah. member of parliament or, or, or potential leader of the Conservative Party that, that I don't, simply wouldn't... I don't think I think Boris can get away with, for reasons beyond me, perhaps it's because people like me keep calling Boris. But, well, yeah. I mean, you, let's talk about drugs. Let's let's segue into drugs on this. OK, great. And, and what are you, you on now? <laughs> um, but, but, but I reckon... I'm on mushrooms. If Boris... If, oh, I love mushrooms, do you? I mean, like actual mushrooms. No, I'm allergic mushrooms. to actual, Are you really? actual mushrooms. I'm allergic I'm to gonna, all forms of mushrooms. I'm going to pan fry some mushrooms for my tea. Yeah. yeah. Sicko. <laughs> Weirdo. Sicko. Why is that weird? Well, I just find mushrooms disgusting. I think they find the look of them revolting. The smell of them is disgusting. Oh my god, this is odd. And they and they make my little um, they make my little face swell up even more than it's oh, swollen up oh, through please, years of give you some years mushrooms? of high living. They actually make my lips swell up in a in a bizarre sort of jaggery way, and I've got quite 
big lips anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and but they also make me feel quite unwell. Oh. Which is a bit of a shame. Even like button mushrooms. Even like button mushrooms on toast. Yeah, oh yeah, man, yeah, yeah. I love button mushrooms. Are my favourite food. Are they? Yeah. You're just putting it on there, aren't you? Stop <laughs> talking. Stop talking about mushrooms. Stop even going talking, on about them. Well, even talking about mushrooms I'm, make you swell. I'm, I'll need my epipen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you do? You do not have a mushroom epipen. No, I don't. No. If I if I take. Um, a couple of antihistamines. It's all fine. is all is well after if, twenty minutes or so. What about? Uh, but it does give me a deep feeling of nausea and swelling and sweating is, and is all the, of that. Are mushrooms hidden in stuff? They're not like it's not like peanuts. They're in everything, is it? They're it's not, not like what? Sorry, peanuts. <laughs> <No>, peanuts. Um, <laughs> and um, that is they're well hidden. And um, yes, yeah, sometimes sometimes there's mushroom gravy, mushroom ketchup. I get that quite a bit. Mushroom ketchup. Yeah, yeah. In, what? Well, there's mushroom ketchup, isn't there, that people use instead of Worcester sauce and stuff like that. To really? play that must thing. be a posh thing. I get that quite a bit in restaurants. <laughs> posh restaurants. Suddenly feel a bit, and then you go, was there any... Can't get your head out the was door. Was there any mushroom in that? <laughs> and they go, go yeah. sideways to get it out. Yeah, yeah, like the, like the elephant man. <laughs> but, you you know, you keep amusing Sorry, yourself laugh. with my <laughs> affliction. I'm going to try and sneak maybe, maybe we'll, you can put this at the end <laughs> of the memorial one when I'm finally... <laughs> Eat a, eat a mushroom by mistake and cark it. Next and then you have a clip show of all my best moments. I'm going to grate a and mushroom you into can, your beer. <laughs> then, you can, then you can put that on the end. How do you dissolve them? Can you get mushroom powder? You can get mushroom powder, yeah. I would never another, do that. That's another thing. That's another thing <laughs> I that will I've, never ever do that. that I've, I've come a cropper. Mushroom powder. But of course, to, to I, do, I, I thought, I'd, I thought I'd... To, while we're on this mushroom digression, I thought I had told this story on the no. podcast before. No. But a very good friend of mine yeah. and his and his dear lady wife yeah. always maintained, as some people do when I tell them this, they, you just you just don't want you. Your problem is you just don't like mushrooms, and you're, you're like, saying you're king, allergic. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's and it's tr- and this is because did they put it on a spoon and try and fly? Well, it? I don't like. I don't. Re- I don't eat a lot of eggs because I don't really like egg, the taste of eggs. I don't like scrambled what? eggs, and I don't you like. You don't like eggs. Well, I love I, I love an omelette. I'll have an omelette, I'll have a so pancake. You, you've never, basically never had a full English breakfast then? Yeah, if you don't of course have I have, yeah, eggs. I just don't like the eggs. So you anyway, like bacon and sausage? Yeah, I like bacon and sausage, I like beans, <laughs> I like the breakfast potato. Oh man, I hate beans. I like all of that. Anyway, um, do you not like it when you're being, if the beans touch your sausage like and bacon? Beans. You just don't like beans. I don't like, I, I just don't like beans, I, I never have. Um, but anyway, so that so they invited me round for dinner and thought that they would test this out, or one of them thought that they would <laughs> test this out and put a lot of liquidised mushroom in the spaghetti bolognese, right. and at the end sort of went. And how was that? And I said, well, it was delicious, but I'm beginning to feel a bit unwell. And and after a couple of minutes, they went, I think you better lie down. Oh, man. And, uh, yeah. So they ne- your friends nearly killed you by planting mushrooms? Well, it was luckily enough, I had, you know, Claritin was with me. So This is fun. an extraordinary story. Yeah, isn't it Fra- great? Fascinating. Anyway. Anyway, what were we talking about? Drugs. So if, drugs, if yeah. Boris suddenly comes so out... So Claritin is my drug of choice. I've taken that on numerous occasions. Good. And if Claritin would like to sponsor the podcast. Yeah. Um, so if so if a picture emerges in the Sundays this week... Of Boris sniffing of Bo- Claritin. Of Boris, you know, with a, with a belt round with his With his works. Arm. Yeah, the only thing that works here is your works. Yeah, exactly. It's a suede lyric. It's always oh, that good. Um, it's right. Yeah. And um, and he and you know and he's there smacked off his bonds. Yeah. Like Renson, I think he could still say, "Oh, don't worry about don't it. Don't worry it's about old buzzer. Load of 
Paffle or whatever uh, he would say, and, that, and he would still win. Well, he might still win. I think if he, I, I can't see. He, I mean, all the things, all the indiscretions have not damaged him. No, uh, and as we've said before, but yeah, Michael Gove. Well, or Gover. The Gover. It's 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 done for him, hasn't it? He knows it, Gover. It's sort of you know his campaign was almost dead on arrival there, wasn't it? And, yeah. Uh, and, um... And who's uh, who was blamed? It was somebody who's now working with Rob, wasn't it? Or somebody who's now working with Hunt, I forget. So what are your thoughts? Jeremy on... Hunt, very stealthy, by the way. Stealthy, yeah. I think he's been okay. He's, he, he's sort of hoping for that one that comes out of the pack, isn't he? I think he is. He's, I mean, he's the, you know, but he's second, isn't he? A long way behind, about 81 behind, I mm. think. But second, and not a, not a, you know, not a terrible showing. They're all... 71 behind, rather. I mean... Yeah, I, t- I, I think, I can't see, I mean, Hunt's not going to beat Boris in a runoff, is he? Yeah. No, I mean, I just think that Boris Johnson is like we were saying the other week, weren't we? It's like when you knew that even though Jose Mourinho yeah. was going to be a disaster at Manchester United because he did not play the Manchester United way, yeah. he had lots of young, promising players who he had to get the best out of by by putting an arm around them and uh, and not being the horrible, shouty man that he's been in the past. You know, you knew that he was going to end up being the manager of Manchester United, and and so it proved it was irresistible. And I just think that it's, it's irresistible that Boris Johnson is... Um, um, going to be the next uh, leader of the Conservatives, unless of and, the, and therefore Prime Minister. Do you now, what he, happens after that yeah. is even more interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, because do, do you reckon he would have the confidence in beating Corbyn that he would go to the country fairly quickly? Well, no, I, 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 no, I don't. I really don't. I mean, nobody's. Right. They, they really don't want to. They don't want a general election before they get out get out of, of the EU, do they? They th- that seems to be the, uh, their mantra. Um, you know, we have Rhys Mogg saying Boris Johnson has realised that if the Conservatives don't leave on the thirty first of October, there will be no Conservative Party to lead. We hear from Mark Francois that Johnson himself has said we've got to leave on the thirty first of October, otherwise the Conservative Party is finished. Mm. Um, uh, you know, having done that, I'm sure that if he takes us out in with any kind of agreement at all, um, then there will be some kind of bounce for Boris Johnson, and he probably would fancy calling a general election. Um, Bouncing but, Boris Johnson. But you know, really, it, I, I really don't think a general election is is something that he would want, and it's something that his stance and the stance of, of you know him and and Rob now, isn't it? Um, that we must leave on the thirty first, no matter what. Is that makes a general election much more likely, especially after what happened um, with the um, with the Labour motion this week. Yeah, well, let's talk about that. That was a, a sort of hopeful hour or so, wasn't it? Beforehand, it's it screwed up uh, Sajid Javid's. Campaign yeah. launch as well. Everyone's hang around. Yeah. I've, oh, we've not talked about Sajid Javid's campaign launch, by the way, which I thought was the best of all the campaign launches. I'm sorry about your about Rory. Well, you're, you're I can wrong. see your Rory Rosette, your Rory Stewart groin Rosette drooping <laughs> slightly there. 
Um, My groin rosette is drooping but slightly. It was, um, it was very good. He was very good when he talked about racism. He was very good when he said that they would set up, he would set up an independent inquiry yeah. into Islamophobia in the Tory yeah, party. Yeah, You'd probably yeah. get Shami Chakravarti to look at it, I would have thought. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Rigorous Shami. She, she a rigorous shamming. <laughs> and, uh, and he was also great when he I said... I never really understood Shami levers. Uh, he was, what what, what was the shami? Touch a chamois lever, wasn't it? But you, but was I it, just don't get a towel. Was it there for buffing purposes? Well, I was always told, you know, when I was a boy, that's for drying the car. I'm like, drying it with a chamois? Give me a big towel <laughs> just, or a big or, or a giant hair dryer. <laughs> or just it's the sun. That was it was for drying and buffing purposes. I wasn't think it, it was for, for gentlemen who liked to have a job to keep them out from under their wives' feet of a Sunday afternoon because it takes forever to chamois a full car. But it was good, and his line with Beth Rigby, the Sage. When he said you shouldn't be worried about being, you won't be booed in here for doing just for yeah, doing yeah, your job. Because yeah. she was, she was, was really good as we as we mentioned before. So, I agree. I think Sajid Javid's campaign loss was excellent, but I think he's like the he reminds me of uh, Wayne Rooney. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like what they both played for. <laughs> he's married to Colleen. Do you remember when Colleen threw a wedding ring away <laughs> yes. into a squirrel sanctuary? I've been that squirrel sanctuary. Oh, I've been, it's brilliant. It's in like uh, Southport or something, isn't it? Is there a king squirrel who's well, the, going round with a little story, diamond story goes, choke around his neck? The story goes, because an ex-girlfriend of mine's dad right. used to... Uh, was a squirrel. Was a squirrel. Yeah, and, Cyril. No, an ex-girlfriend of mine's dad... Yes. When uh, lived in Waterloo, just outside Liverpool, right? Right, okay. And one day... He said, "Come, let's go to the squirrel sanctuary." It's it's, it's red squirrels. It's not just like oh, grey ones. Not they're, just re- a... they're red ones. How do they stop the grey ones getting in? I don't know. Don't know. But the, but it's this little. It's just a little wood. It's not. There's no fence or anything. It's a little yeah. wood that's full of squirrels. Well, why wouldn't the grey ones like, get I, in and eat know. all the squirrels' food and get rid of the red I, squirrels? There are workers there. I imagine they like will shoot a grey right, one to okay. see. It. So. Colleen, after learning of one of Wynne's indiscretions... Indiscretions, yeah. This is a long time ago now. Oh, it is. Because it must be early early 2000s. Yes. She she went down there with the engagement ring. Oh, it was an engagement got, ring, not wedding ring. she wanged it into the trees. She and did. it was reported in the papers, and there were the pictures of these squirrels with a, you know, holding a mocked-up ring and stuff. And the next day, every scally in Liverpool was there amongst the... With the metal uh, detector. Trying to find this ring, yeah. I don't know whether the ring ever, ever turned up, but it's very good, the squirrel, red squirrel sanctuary. Get along there. Excellent. And you might still find that ring. And so, do you know, some, no, some people have said this is a bit like Alan Partridge, this, <laughs> this podcast. <Have> <laughs> With me talking about my mushroom allergy and you talking about squirrel sanctuary. <laughs> this is I can't the imagine. hottest political take available. You won't get this on Brexit cast. Absolutely not. Well, yeah, when, when was the last time you heard Coonsberg talking about a squirrel sanctuary? Well, I don't right? yeah. Or comparing Sajid Javid to Wayne Rooney because yeah. Wayne Rooney, no doubt about it, excellent footballer, right? He is. Was, I think, probably. Was, yeah. Um, he, he scored more goals for England than anyone else. Yeah. He scored more goals for Man United than anyone else. Yeah. And yet... And and also, do you remember that picture of him in the shorts when he was eating <laughs> a giant lolly? It's <laughs> yeah. like a massive, round lolly. Is that one of him and his dad and his brothers coming out of the sea? He, that was great, wasn't it? Like, like the creature from the Black Lagoon. And yet, England's high scorer, Man United's high scorer, won everything yeah. in the game, and yet... 
when the day comes and everyone goes, football, finished, done. Yeah. Who were the greatest ever? He's not going to be in that conversation. He's not the greatest Man United player ever. He's not the greatest England player ever. No. He, he, he underachieved, in my opinion. Ooh, Wayne it's a bit harsh. No, I don't think it is. He, he could have been so much better. The problem was he didn't put the work in physically, I don't think. Well, and that's when, his, just his body shape, Ronaldo, isn't it? Surely. No, that, your excuses are not going to wash with Wayne Rooney. <laughs> He, he's a professional footballer, so you're getting paid hundreds yeah, of thousands of pounds a week. But he looked, you know, you can't. Cristiano Ronaldo used to stay back at Old Trafford and practice and practice waxing, and practice. Preening and waxing. <laughs> Doing all this. Doing uh, his Wayne old... Rooney, he was old school, down the bookies with some chips and a fag. Well, I think that's very you, harsh on Wayne Rooney. Wayne, if that is not true, you come on this podcast and defend yourself. Because he is a big listener. And what I'm saying Colleen is, Sajid Javid. She prefers the Romaniacs. <laughs> yeah. Sajid Javid, I think. Which got Eve, a, a, apparently a really they've got feature. an allergy special. But- Ian Dunn <laughs> is talking about his hay fever. If you tune into this week. I get hay fever. Oh, well, let's, that's for next week. <laughs> yeah, One allergy a week, listeners. <laughs> Um, no, Sanji Javid is the same for me. He, I agree, he's, he's potentially very good, but I don't think he'll ever get a top job. That's what I'm saying. That's why they're similar. And the reason we got onto Sanji Javid <clears throat> was because his campaign launch was delayed by this attempt by Labour to seize control yeah, of three. parliamentary procedures for for one day, one day which didn't end well. It didn't. It, uh, it lost um, uh, 309 votes to 298, so it was close. It was close, um, but, but no cigar, as we're used, getting used to well, it now. It would be no spliff, wouldn't it, in this uh, current climate? Well, it would be, yeah. So we've got... No blunt. We've got, we've got drugs galore. We've drugs got galore. Labor. But did you do you agree with Oliver Letwin? Oh, all the time. When he said... Um, <laughs> on everything. Because well, Oliver Letwin and Nick Bowles, General Bowles, mm. basically said, well, this is it now, didn't they? They basically went, well, we're out of options and it, and it is going to be a no deal. And I sort of went, well, that's not really true, is it? Um, d- but maybe I'm trying to cheer myself up. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. It does seem like it, we had an optimistic sort of sunny couple of weeks, didn't we, about two months ago? Yes. Since then, I Is think. Is this the weather or just... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the weather pod, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I think, I think since, since then, I... Back then I thought, you know what, may, maybe there might be a people's vote here. But now, with the Tory leadership um, uh, chat, uh, uh, campaign going the way it is, I think that the likelihood of there being a people's vote is minuscule now. Absolutely minuscule. Well, the, li- the likelihood, though, surely, is that if you do have Boris Johnson or one of these people, then the likelihood of Labour actually adopting the position and actively campaigning for the people's vote is increased, isn't it? So maybe right, do you it's... know what? I, 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 don't, I honestly don't believe that. Mm. I just don't think Corbyn... Well, I don't think Corbyn won't wants it. Well, no, he doesn't. And, and he as much as he's pushed want about or bullied, he's he's not going to get he's not going to yeah. be moved. And I think what 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 will happen is that um, you know Boris as prime minister, you know, if we have an no deal, it'll be tough for a few years. He will he will hopefully not be leader for long, and then maybe common sense will prevail, and yeah. we can forget this whole terrible part of history. Just remembering these good times that we've shared on the pod list now. Yes, that's right. We've shared them with you. Um, I still think that there will be another opportunity for Parliament, or more than one opportunity for Parliament, to get out of no deal. Mm. Obviously, we were talking earlier on about the prospect of a vote of no confidence. So Boris Johnson would 
become leader, he would become prime minister, mm. he would say, right, full steam ahead with no deal or whatever, or I'm going to shut down Parliament. Mm. And then there would be a vote of no confidence introduced by the <clears> Labour <throat> Party. And the theory goes that people like Rory Stewart, well, certainly Dominic Grieve has said mm. that he, yeah, would, yeah. he would vote against that kind of thing. Personally, I can't see enough Tories voting against their own party and for a no. general election in which the Tory party might lose. I'm not sure if Glorious Rory would. I think even Jeremy Corbyn, if it was on his side, might discipline somebody for that. Mm. Nothing's happened to these people, has it, by the way? No, no discipline whatsoever for the people who voted against Labour taking, because the eight Labour MPs who voted against and the 10 or 11 Labour MPs who, who abstained. I know it was more than that, but they were, you know, some of them were paired, weren't they, with mm, Tories who mm, abstained. Mm. Um, no action taken. No. But apparently, on but whips on both sides were saying, you don't have to vote for this this time. It's not the only, it's not your last chance to vote right, against right, a, right. A, a, a no deal. Okay. Well, um, stick with us, listener, because we're going to speak to me. Stick with us? Yeah. That's not very confident, is it? Oh, uh, stay, stay, stay with it. Like Shakespeare's sister. Mike. Oh, yeah. Yeah, do you remember that? I do, yeah. Strange video, wasn't it? Why it was. was. Why was he in a coma on another planet? I don't know. It like the moon. Why perhaps. were they both dressed up as the woman from The Ring? And do, Shakespeare's sister, of course, do you know why they were named that? Well, was it after the um, Smith song, or was it after the book that inspired the Smith song? Uh, it was after the Smith song. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, there you go. I don't know. I'm Marcella Detroit, link, to be honest, who's a friend of yeah. a friend of mine. Is that Apparently right? Is a very nice woman. Is that right? And Aren't they back? Are they back? They're back. I think they? they're back, back, back with a bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Right, and well, Siobhan from uh, Banana Rama. What am I talking about? Stick, stick it here. Stick, stay with the stick, stick it with in your the, ear. Stick it here. Here comes Mia. Stay angry. Fight Brexit. Subscribe to the New European. Your first thirteen issues of the New European are only thirteen pounds when you join us and become a subscriber. Order by telephone by calling 01858 438840 and quoting podcast one or order online at our website www.neweuropean.co.uk Stay angry. Fight Brexit. Subscribe to the New European. Welcome back. I'm joined by Mia Jankovic. Mia! Hello. How are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. So, Mia, you joined in European about, what, two months ago now, three months ago? Yeah, it's looking like that, and yeah, we've been six to, weeks. We've been desperate to get you on the pod ever since, and I've threatened you with it a few times, and you've dodged it. Well, now I've got you. You are here. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> thanks um, for having me. Me and Steve have been chatting about all kinds of nonsense, as you uh, have probably heard on the podcast. We do talk about all kinds of nonsense, but but we've been talking about, obviously, the the uh, Tory the Tory leadership campaign. So Boris is out in front. Does that fill you with terror? Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't fill me with joy. Um, not that's. But it's pretty much what we expected. So you know, no major shocks were, there. Were you, were you expecting that many? One hundred and fourteen. I, I did. I didn't think he. I thought maybe Pete would get some more of the vote next time round. Um, I, I was quite surprised by the the amount that he got. The one hundred and fourteen seemed a high sort of high figure to me. I don't know. I think that for um for for the Tory party, anyone who's passionately well, anyone who, who's passionately for him will already be in there. Yeah. And there's an awful lot of people who they might might still prefer Jeremy Hunt or, or Michael Gove or whatever, but ultimately they wouldn't find it too painful to have Boris Johnson. Quite. I don't think there's anyone who sort of is... Well, there's not that many who are staunchly against him unless they're kind of Rory Stewart fans. Yes, I think that is probably as far removed from Boris as possible. Uh, Rory, of course, has come out now and said um, he will bring down oh, a I Boris... It's fantastic, isn't it? <laughs> I really love him. I think um, 
well, I mean, not not entirely. Have but, you seen uh, my he's the most glory sort of... Ferrari underpants? I haven't. <laughs> well, maybe I'll show you them Are later. you going to get them out? <laughs> I'm not wearing them now, don't worry. Uh, I, I love Rory. He's superb, as um, as the listener is certainly fed up of hearing. But he, So he's come out, hasn't he, and he said he will bring down a Boris government. Well, I, I like this. I mean, it, it reminds me, I think people have talked about him as Pinocchio. Um, but I think of him quite a lot as Dog Tanyon. Yeah. You know that little cartoon character, yeah, 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 the, the yeah. little uh, yeah. eyebrows going up and down? Absolutely. Reminds me a lot of that, sort of scrappy terrier. Um, yeah, no, that was that was really fun, and it's nice to have someone sort of act appropriately outraged at the idea that you can just sort of stop Parliament from happening it is, when it you is, need to do something. It is fantastic, and I think Rory Stewart's got a, a really um, big future out of himself. I don't, I don't think he's going to win this leadership election very sadly but i think i think he has got um he, he can be a thorn in the side of this government he's probably better off actually if it is boris's government going to the back benches and being a sensible voice from back there with the likes of grieve and yeah. uh, and, and and a few others and, and joining that gang and trying to build some kind of um pressure group to you know, maybe he is around the One Nation Tories too. So next time when it comes around, he has got a platform and maybe could be leader. Yeah, I think you could take a kind of, well, what would have what was once Jeremy Corbyn's role in the Labour Party. Yeah. You know, pressure from that side. Yeah. But I, you know, and he has said he wouldn't take a ministerial post under Boris Johnson. But mm-hmm. I do like the idea of them creating some kind of ministry for being unexpectedly nice. Yeah. Just um, nice in politics. <laughs> just yeah, enjoyable. Yeah. It seems soothing. like I think the reason that he's such a breath of fresh air is and if, this is just the Rory Stewart loving now I spent the last 40 <laughs> minutes talking about how much I love Rory Stewart so I spent the last 40 minutes saying how great Rory is and we're going to carry on doing it by the looks of it I think the, the thing that is a, the biggest breath of fresh air I think from Rory Stewart is that it seems like we've rewound 15 20 years where there is a place in politics for people who are sensible and say things that resonate with the centre of politics. Yeah, and who, who seem to have an ability to not just sort of respect and stand out for the rules, as it were, of how things should actually operate, mm. but actually has a really, really, ta- a really strong talent for expressing um, with appropriate outrage, um, you know, how, how wrong things can go when, when you don't, when you suddenly, you know, suggest the idea of sort of defying all convention in, yeah. in Parliament. Um, I think that's it's really refreshing, and also he stroked Larry the cat, and that more or less he could have done almost nothing else, and he'd yeah. have had my support. Yeah, at that he point. spent a long time stroking that cat, and and he also flies dragons. Do you know that? No. Yeah, he's the father of dragons. How? What? what well, you'll you have to listen back to about three weeks ago on the podcast, and you'll find out all <laughs> Sorry, about it. I've we did a that. deep dive into uh, Rory's history. Mm. He is an extraordinary man. Yes. And he went to dragon school, which is where you learn to be. Um, uh, did you watch Game of Thrones? This was in the midst of the end of Game of Thrones. So, so there are dragons in Game of Thrones. I'm yes, not a, I'm, I'm aware not of a that. Ner- I'm, I'm not like a nerd or anything. Don't worry. Um, I don't like hang around Games Workshop or anything. I um, I just watched Game of Thrones, <laughs> and he 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 learned to fight dragons there. Actual dragons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dragons, real ones. I didn't know that. So I mean, if all else fails, you could just fly that dragon yes. down to Westminster and say I'm in charge. Yeah, well, you see, he's too principled for that. He wouldn't do it. That's it. That is a problem in this instance. He won't use them. He won't use them. Uh, Who else is having a a sneaky good campaign? Perhaps. I mean, um, what do you think about Sajid Javid? Steve was saying. Steve was saying that he really enjoyed his uh, his speech. He thought it was the best one. Actually, I thought it was second best. Obviously, well, I was initially sceptical because he. I I was half listening and. 
and he was making these noises about being an outsider, being mm. not being one of the elites. And I thought, yeah. well, to a certain extent, his backstory certainly, it's you know, is very yeah. convincing. Works, and yeah. um, you know, there's no guile about that. But of course, he he was making absolute millions for what was it, Deutsche Bank? During he certainly the... made his money. Yes. So elite outsider business, that sort of talk Perhaps, didn't wash initially for yeah. me. Perhaps at one stage, but not anymore. Certainly. Yeah, I mean, then I kind of came around to him a bit further. Um, I, th- I I agree with with you and 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 with Steve that he's he's probably having a, a decent campaign, and I think he's set for. I think he said on the Today program, didn't he, that uh, he he would work uh, in a, he would take a ministerial post with anyone who out of the what was then ten and now of course is seven, um, which is interesting. So I, I think I don't think he's going to win, but I think he might land a big job. Yeah, I think so for sure. I mean, he's a hard Brexiteer. I know that he was leaned on to be a Remainer at one point. Yeah, but um, was that right? I think so. I think I think you I think you're probably correct there. Dominic Raab, uh, it worries me. I would rather Boris than Raab. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's he's quite hardline. Um, someone on Twitter, it might might even have been this podcast, but somewhere in the ether, somebody yeah. referred to him as the Pepper Army Man. And I can't, I can't unsee that image now. Um, I can imagine you know, him biting chunks off himself as well. It's angry. I just think he's a dangerous character because I don't think he's very bright. Mm. Um, I think he will. He's ready to do anything, isn't he? He's yeah. quite brutal. Um, yeah. And you know, there's no, there's no charm or guile with no, that. There's no. no sense that it's there's a wink and a nod to those threats. It's, Absolutely. Um, it's not just a negotiating position. He is to the say. scariest of the bunch. I think I, I've been disappointed with Matt Hancock, or as we call him, Hat Man. Cock. Yes. Um, I couldn't tell you much about him. Going back to Dominic Raab, though, I just yeah, read sorry. that he's spending about 50k on Facebook adverts. He's, really? he's outspent, at least in, in one bracket. I think he's outspent most people on Facebook. I think that's about aware. a third of the whole of his budget. I think you're allowed really? 150,000. Yeah, I think that's right. So, so he's spending a heck of a lot on Facebook. I don't know what that yeah, it's reaching means particularly. The, it's reaching the over 50s, which is the right people to reach. I guess so. so. There, must be some, there must be some polling somewhere that suggests that Tory party members love Facebook. I don't yes, know. Yes, it's, it's a funny <laughs> one. It's a weird weird one. I think Matt Hancock has been, has been disappointing. I really had high hopes for, for Matt coming into this. He lives to fight another day, of course, but... Um, I think probably he's not long for this contest. Mm. Let's um, finish up then on... Well, we'll we'll talk briefly about Boris, but uh, Michael Gove, you reckon he... Is it just... Has the coke done for him? I don't think it has. No? I I think this country's much more relaxed about drugs than it would have been 15 years ago, What about the hypocrisy ago? then of writing that while you've faced down in a massive pile of Charlie? <laughs> like uh, like bloody uh, Scarface. I think, well, I think... <laughs> Hello to my little friend. <laughs> <laughs> I think people are used to this kind of hypocrisy. I don't think it'll do for him. I think it'll... Um, yeah, I certainly don't see him as leader anyway. No. But um, I don't think that's the thing that's going to take him down. I can't imagine Michael Gove on Coke because I've met him a couple of times and he's like super polite. Have you always, met him? Yeah, yeah. He's always. Yeah. I, I met him. Um, first time I met him was at the. I used to work for the Evening Standard and we did do these uh, education awards and we had like an event in the in the building on on, uh, on High Street Kensington and he came along and 
and uh, presented these awards to these kids, basically. And he's super polite, and he wants to make sure everyone's fine and everything. And all I can imagine is him just being exactly the same, but doing everything quicker, like being like uber quick and polite, or just uh, that's or all. just right through till four in the morning, exactly the just, same way. Just really polite. Is everyone okay? Is everyone fine? Is everyone fine? Is everyone fine? Are you comfy? Do I kind of puff this puff this pillow up for you? Is everyone fine? No one offended. Everyone happy. Um, what about I don't want to talk about Jeremy Hunt what about Boris Johnson oh good I don't either um, Boris Johnson I, I haven't got any he surprising views on he him he hasn't run a campaign has he really no so he, his campaign is basically don't, just, shut, just shut him up just don't speak how long can that carry on that he won't give broadcast interviews it, uh, could he actually go through the whole thing with only doing uh, a, a, a debate and, and no other broadcast interviews I think it's entirely possible this because he he's he's the candidate who all exceptions you know he's the only person who can just basically take an exceptional stance yeah. anytime he wants he gets away with almost everything yeah yeah um, well, and I, I don't so. think it's a matter of just keeping him out of trouble I think it's much a much more kind of Trumpian instinct mm. um, you know that the sort of backhanded way he dismissed um, Beth Rigby and yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and Laura Coonsberg yesterday and the booze in the room were, were chilling I thought and the what oh the, god the yeah the booze to the question yeah absolutely yeah. that was that felt really bad and um, you know when any sort of sign of that tone of tone of politics reaching over here which is happening all the time makes me really worried so for that reason I'm, I'm about as worried about him um, yeah and so he, he can get away with that though he can I mean, uh, clearly his team are saying keep you know keep him quiet. There's a there's an interesting article in the Daily Mail, or certainly on the website. Um, I haven't read it in the, in print about the influence that Carrie is having. Um, this is his uh, his other half um, is having on him and how um, you know he he's a lot slimmer now. His hair is combed. He, um, mm. he he he. There is an attempt, and she was a political advisor. You know, she was the head of broadcasting number ten. So she clearly knows this, and and is having an influence. And and his advisors are obviously saying, you know, keep him away from where he trips up, from yeah. where he might make an error. Um, and and the, grow up a little bit. Well, I, I can't see that happening. If it hasn't happened already with Boris, I doubt it will. But he, um, you know, his speech. Yeah, I've been to I thought numerous. His speech was quite good. I've been to numerous, but you did say because oh, I, I I spoke to you actually just after, didn't I? And it, mm. I've been to loads of um, Boris Johnson speeches. I was there when he held the brick in the air. You know, and you might not agree with him, but they're entertaining. Yeah. They're funny. There was none of that. It was a very straight bat, wasn't it? It was very. It was. It was more serious. It was statesmanlike. It was. Yeah. It was a speech he's probably been writing in his head for several years, just yeah. with the circumstances slightly yeah. changed. And yeah. um, and uh, like I said to you, you know, if I landed on this planet with no knowledge of prior knowledge of the Conservative Party or uh-huh. his politics and just listen to that, I would think, God, this is this is a leader. This, this is, is a guy really, for me. Which is quite worrying. Um Mia Bax Boris exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, I, I did, um, but I did look at pictures of him. I had to. I, there's a. I'll tell you about that in a minute. An article's just come out from 2007 that you yeah. wrote this casts him as a real hypocrite. Yeah. But for for posting that, I had to find archive pictures of him at the time. Yeah. And he he hasn't changed much except yeah. for the fact his hair was a big thicket at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's at least tidied up that you know shifty schoolboy yeah, kind yeah. of uh, that look. Is he's so not playing with that at this all is, now? This because people people who lots of people who who maybe don't follow politics will know who Boris Johnson is mm. and I think most people think he's a fairly reasonably benign you know not he's just you know he's a bit of a laugh he says it like it is that kind of thing and so do you think this is him is he attempting to get 
to become more serious? Is he attempting? Oh, definitely. Yeah. No, I think I think the 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 now the bumbling Boris cliche is it is itself a cliche. I think yeah. people that criticism of him as oh he's actually quite a quite quite a you know terrible man underneath all the amusing anecdotes. Uh-huh. Um, I think that even that criticism is now been done yeah and yeah. he's just ready to move on yeah. from shedding that act altogether yeah yeah um, um i mean you know i've i've seen him um this is like it was richard met i've met boris a few times as well and on one occasion his shoelace was undone you know and he had no yeah, quite, no concerns or worries about wandering through the newspaper office with his shoelace undone um, oh well I've, I've no doubt that he's an incredibly charismatic person to be around i mean it must be fun working with him but uh, uh, i don't well, i never worked with him but mm. um but I, uh, yeah, I know people who've worked very closely with him, and um, but you know, Boris is Boris. Um, we're supposed to call him Boris Johnson or Johnson. I get told off for this all the time for just calling him Boris. Oh yeah, no, we've we've stopped. We've taken that out of headlines. It's always yeah. Boris Johnson now. I yeah, think it's good uh, just not to pander to that cult of personality. It is. We do it with um, people. Do it with Jeremy as well. Though. I mean, it happens. It's not just Boris. Oh, some yeah. people. Some people. You know. Um, Thatcher was just Thatcher, wasn't she? Um, okay, listen, Mia, absolutely great to, to chat to you. Um, thanks for, for your take on this. It's been a, a mad week and there'll be plenty more, so I'm sure we'll hear from you again soon. Thank you very much. Brexiteer of the Week. Welcome back, Steve. It is time to crown a Brexiteer of the Week. Uh, it certainly is. Before that, though, I just want to say um, I want to point people in the direction of the uh, print edition of the New European. Yeah, I've written about Barry Gardner this oh, week. Oh, Baza, yeah. And you know, there's all these BG. questions about Brexit, aren't they? BG, <laughs> is, if, was he the original BG? <laughs> He's got the beard, doesn't he? Yes, has he got the falsetto? And well. But, well, he's, he's got quite a high-pitched voice, hasn't he? I suppose he has, actually. No, and, um, but, you know, all these questions about Brexit, are we going to go on Halloween? What's the backstop going to look like? What sort of deal can we expect? The biggest question to me is, why is Barry Gardner on TV? Yeah. Why? Just because why, why is Barry Gardner? And, uh, and, and so, and I was thinking, is he... Is he on TV because he looks a bit like Dickie Davis? He mm, does, yeah. And he looks a bit like, you might not remember this, but the original master. He had a little uh, Barry Gardner sort of moustache and and, uh, and and beard sort of combo, yeah, much yeah. like our own. Yeah, yeah, he did. And yeah. also, there's quite a lot of Barrys missing from TV nowadays, there isn't there? There were a lot of Barrys. There used to be Barry Norman. Barry Norman. Barry Humphreys used to be on quite a lot. Uh, ba- Barry Gibb. Barry Gibb, yeah. Um, Took. Took with his points of yeah, view. That's right. Um, Full of a talk. Barry and uh, Barry Savage. Cryer. Barry Cryer was on quite a bit as well. And Bob Cryer. And Bob Cryer. He was on. Bar- Bob Cryer was on on the buses, wasn't yeah. he? <laughs> Bo- Barry. I'm trying to think of some more Barrys. There's Barry. More than that. There's loads of Barrys. Well, Barry there? Manilow was huge, oh, wasn't he? Barry Manilow. Um, but there were a lot of Barrys around, and it maybe was. there's a Barry quotient. Maybe TV. that you have to have a certain well, number Ofcom of Barry's. Thing, like Ofcom yeah. Rule 72 It's the Barry C. Clause, yeah. It's the Barry Clause. Uh, but really, it's because, isn't it? Oh, and by the way, he's been on Question Time uh, in the last two years. How many times has he been on Question Time? Four. Uh, seven. What? Really? And he's been on Mar three times in the last six months. He was actually on... In, in three... 
episodes of Question Time. He was on in, twice really? in three episodes of Gee Question whiz. Time last year. Because he really is Labour's best performer. Well, <laughs> Labour's star performer, as, as you're, you can read on oh, uh, these weird sites like Squawk Box and The mm. Canary. So I've written a, a lot about him, and obviously the answer is that he is the only one that can be trusted. And we spoke to some, you know, he's the only one that can be trusted not to go rogue when talking about Brexit and hence all these muddy uh, messengers uh, that, that come uh, that come out. Yeah. Um, uh, and, um, th- and the answer is that he, and he's seen as very, very loyal. I spoke to a couple of people who, you know, used to work with Barry Gardner. Right. Seen as very loyal. He yeah. was seen as very loyal to... Tony Blair as well, yeah. and in fact he voted for Iraq and against investigating Iraq, yeah. and he voted for the Lisbon Treaty. Did now he really? he's a bit Brexity, yeah. uh, and he was very loyal to Gordon Brown. Is he just a yes man? Mm, you, you, you might say that, yeah. um, but I didn't know this before about Barry Gardner. Oh, I know there's, there are a couple of things that didn't have the room to put in the article. Ooh, well, here we go. Did you know article extra time? Did you know mm. that Barry Gardner's son is a footballer? Ooh. He's called. I think he's called. Uh, he's called um, Jake or Jacob uh, Gardner Smith. Right. Did he play for? Well, he plays for St Albans City now. Oh. But until last year, he played for St Peter's and it's St Petersburg. Wow. And before that, he played for Siska <clears throat> Moscow. He was in their youth team. He was in the youth team of these Russian things. He's twenty-one now. What are you suggesting? Oh, it's, isn't it weird? So for, since he was sixteen, he's been living in Russia, playing for. The, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's got family connections out there or something. Anyway, he's named after Barry Gardner's dad, who is no longer with us. Mm. Who's called Jackie Gardner. Right. Played for Scotland in the um, Olympics one year, footballer. Oh wow! And he went on to be a coach at Queens Park. Right. Which at the time was Scotland's top amateur team, yeah. Um, and um, they had a very promising young player. Yeah, he played against. They played him against Stranraer in his first game, first yeah. his debut. Yeah, big debut. about sixteen. Yeah, seventeen. And they played him in the wrong position, so oh. he complained about being played in the wrong position. Yeah, and then at half time he came back and complained that he'd been getting a kick in off this bloke, yeah. much older bloke, yeah. and he said that he not only had he been given a kick in, but after he'd knocked him over, this bloke had bitten him. What? And Jackie Gardner, Barry Gardner's dad, said, well, go out and bite him back. Right. And he didn't Three go out Suarez. and bite him back. He <laughs> didn't go out and bite him back, but a couple of weeks later, this this young player went past a church where this bloke was getting married right. and heckled the wedding. What? This and is that, a fantastic And he heckled story. the wedding and, well, I think you can probably guess who the young Scottish player was. Uh, no. Sir Alex Ferguson. What? It was Sir Alex Ferguson. This is an incredible story. So that is Barry Gardner's dad, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much Alex more Ferguson interesting. heckled a wedding. He, he heckled a wedding, yeah. What did he heckle? He said, I can't believe you're getting married to that big fud or something like that. (laughs) And uh, he was apparently an old lady came out of the church and had to sort of went, are we here with your laddies? And all of this. (laughs) He was with some of his mates. Uh, and a it's rabble. Just, it's fantastic. Yeah, a yeah. Glaswegian rabble. So very, very good. Anyway, there's that a is good, a brilliant. So story. it's brilliant, isn't it? The, the only story about Barry Gardner that's as good as this, and I read this when I was reading up on Barry Gardner. I put it in the piece, uh, and it was in Prospect magazine, and uh, apparently a few years ago, uh, at a Labour conference in the early two thousands. 
Barry Gardner was in a room with um, quite a few o- other colleagues, mm. and he said, um, he said, oh, has anyone got any toothpaste that <laughs> yeah. I can borrow? And they went, well, yeah, I've, I've, I've got some in my room. I've got a spare thing in my in my room, a tube of toothpaste in my room. I'll, I'll go and get it. To which Barry Gardner replied, oh, thank God for that. I left mine at home, and I've been brushing my teeth with soap for the last three days. <laughs> Barry Gardner brushes his teeth with soap. Wait a minute, where were they? They were at the Labour Conference. But Labour Conference, I've been loads of times, is usually reasonably close to shops. To shops, well, he's, you know, he's too busy busy agreeing with everybody. Yes, 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 yes. So Barry Gardner, he brushes his dad, his his dad taught Alex Ferguson how to heckle weddings, and and he brushes his own teeth with soap. Great. Which brings us on to the Brexiteers of the week. Yes. Sir Edward Lee. Yeah. So who, now, whose son? Who do we know who likes to say Sir Edward Lee? Um, uh, John Burke. It's Liam Gallagher. Is it? He, Liam Gallagher and his son, who I presume is Lennon or McCartney or Gene, whatever they're called. Oh, called Gene. Gene. He's got one called Gene. After the after the Britpop band, they like not. to watch Parliament, and when Burko does it, they they oh, come they on and they go Sir yeah. Edward Lee like this, and it's a big joke. <laughs> Liam anyway. Gallagher, national treasure. Uh, so I was uh, listening to definitely maybe last night that album is. Just as good now as it always was. You yes. don't like it, do you? Well, it's their best album. He's, 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 he's top, maybe top five of the 90s. It's, yeah, it's like the best pint of Heineken you could ever have. It's a top quality Heineken. <laughs> best pint it's of like Heineken. a pint of Heineken that's, that's made at the Heineken Brewery. You should, you, I've been there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is the best beer ever. You should probably. You, oh, wrong brand. You should, you should have. Um, you should work for the enemy. I should have worked for the enemy. Yes, indeed. Ed, so, Ed, Sir Edward Lee. Yeah. Have you seen his manifesto? No. He's put out his own manifesto. <laughs> See, I've done that. It's on the fridge. Uh, shut down Parliament. Good idea. The prorogging Parliament. Yeah, do it. To ensure that we leave on October the thirty-first. Yeah. Scrap the top rate of tax. Scrap it. Scrap it. In a couple of years, just yeah. introduce a flat rate of single flat rate of tax, so everybody pays the same, 1%. no matter if you're a millionaire, a billionaire, or you know, frankly, you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> get rid of the international aid budget. Yeah. Massively increase the defence budget. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then much bring We're in much stricter immigration targets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then he said, then they said, who are you going to vote for in the Tory leadership election? Rory <laughs> Stewart. Michael, Michael Gove. <laughs> He, who supports none of these positions, has already said he will extend Article 50 by a few months to get a deal from the EU. Oh and he said last week, proroguing Parliament in order to try and get no deal would be wrong for many reasons and not true to the best traditions of British democracy. Who's your I'm starting to wor- band? I'm st- <laughs> I was starting to wonder about Sir Edward Lee. Is <laughs> that face Sir Edward Lee? <clears throat> He's got a very ruddy face, hasn't he? And I can't help... Wondering whether it's not just blood pressure. Anyway, Mike Green, do you remember yeah, him? Yeah, yeah. He lost for the Brexit party in Peterborough, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. Uh, and uh, great interview with him, mm. which was held on election day mm. on the uh, the website Joe. Mm. Uh, and he was talking about the EU's grasp of our education system. And mm. he said, the EU tell us the sort of hours that kids go to school. We're given things about what they should be fed in school. We're given what subjects they should do in school. We're told how they should be monitored, tested, 
and what exams they should do <coughs> in yeah, school. Yeah. And none of that is true. <laughs> Absolutely, none of it's true at all. And when the interviewer said, uh, Mike Green, can you name a single instance where the EU has insisted on something for our education system which we've had to act upon, uh, Mike Green replied, no. <laughs> what, at what point in history... It's incredible, isn't did it? Did... Estimate Vienna Airport, yeah. Mike Green... Did, did it become OK just to go, oh, uh, it, it's sunny outside? Yeah. Well, no, it's, exactly. it's raining. It's raining. No, it's, it's sunny. Yeah. Sunny. Um, English Rose 57, a name yeah. that you've never heard before. This is a commenter on the Mail Online. English this Rose is my favourite ever comment on Mail Online. What was the story? It's not enough to say it was about... Ramona's and Boris Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not enough to sack Ramona's from the cabinet. No. They need to be banished from Parliament Ugh. and banned from ever serving as MPs again and prosecuted to the full extent <laughs> of the law to ensure. <laughs> so hang on, Ban- banished from Parliament, banned from serving as MPs, prosecuted to the full extent of the law to ensure this tyrannical subversion does not happen again. Many have openly discussed treason. What? I think the penalty for that is. Death penalty, isn't it? Many have openly discussed treason, anarchy and cultural subversion as a means to stopping Brexit and they must be punished. And that was, you have to put on the Daily Mail, you have to put in your name and where you come from. Yeah. Uh, English Rose 57, New Aquitaine, France. <laughs> <laughs> we Goodbye, must Brexit. English Rose. Uh, talk about Mike Green and Peterborough. Uh-huh. I'm going to be writing a lot more about this in the New European next week. But Ooh. bear in mind that there is a little social media thing going around saying that the Peterborough <laughs> by-election was rigged. <laughs> and who should have seized on this uh, than Andy Wigmore from Leave EU? One of the bad boys of Brexit. And he started retweeted all of this stuff about a by-election being yeah. rigged. Yeah. And, of course, um, people started saying then, um, are you going to be looking at possible referendum fraud next maybe that's a that's a good idea um so this lasted for about uh, 24 hours and then peterborough council put out a, a thing uh, uh, explaining why all of this was total nonsense uh the theory was that a lot of postal votes for the brexit party had been burned and somebody had admitted to burning them uh, and they said the law is required that uh, that every postal vote is checked and verified this has happened none of this is true and um i just wonder why some people just can't accept that they lost and just get over it yeah. um but the brexiteer of the week there can only be one and it's lance foreman oh yeah brexit party mep new nice. brexit party mep he runs a smoked salmon business doesn't he mm. I like uh, smoked salmon. Do you? Are you oh, I love, well? I love smoked salmon. Yeah. Mm. I love. I like a hot smoke. I like a beetroot cured. I like all kinds of salmon. Is I had that, salmon for dinner last night. Is that beetroot? I really like beetroot, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I do like beetroot. Do you not like, like beetroot? Eating earth. Not like, um, not like pickled beetroot. No. Not just a normal beetroot. I used to, believe it a or soft not. soft beet. <clears throat> believe it or not, in a former existence. Yeah, you were a beetroot. I wasn't a beetroot, but came, I was. want to come back as a beetroot. I was a very um, quick runner, middle distance runner. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I say I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I used to um, have to drink, drink, well, I managed to find some concentrate beetroot shots, but I used to, at first, I was drinking a pint of beetroot juice. 
Were you? A deer, yeah. I had a dietitian. Like Bert Baxter from and, um, Secret Diary of Adrian Mole. And I'll tell you, there's a scary thing that happens if you drink a lot of beer juice. There's a consequence <laughs> to pay. I think a very I know scary what it is, thing yeah. happened when I first... Uh, yeah, oh, dear. I, um, but, yeah, I know absolutely vile stuff. Oh, I like beetroot. Yeah, awful. A bit it's of soft like, beetroot. It's, it's the wasp of the food. Soft beetroot, a little oh. bit of feta cheese, a little bit of... Cut or, it, goat, or goat's cheese. And maybe a sweet potato with some sesame seeds. are very nice. A few leaves. All of those stuff I'd leave in, take the beetroot out. Beautiful. So anyway, Lance Foreman, Mm. he doesn't deal with beetroot. He only deals with smoked salmon. Salmon. He went to Brussels, first trip to Brussels. And um, then he tweeted angrily, and you've probably seen this, about he wasn't being allowed to vote on the machines at the EU Parliament. I've only been here one day, but it's very clear there is no democracy here, he wrote. He said he'd been trying to practice voting no. And and sometimes, you know, sometimes, Lance, it's not going to... The answer that you want is not going to be no. You know, if if the motion is... You know, is is Lance Foreman tax breaks for salmon? <laughs> yeah, exactly, producers. tax breaks for sac- salmon farmers, or is Lance Foreman actually quite a nice bloke after all, and not a fucking idiot? You want to be voting yes to those things? Anyway, I've only been here a day, but it's very clear there's no democracy here. He wrote, and he sh- and he took a little video yeah. of his voting machine refusing to let him vote, and then well wishers pointed out. That there was a big slot at the top of the of the voting machine, which you have to put your ID card yeah, in yeah. to to uh, in order to vote. So they just don't, or anyone can come in and start voting. But not only that, <laughs> below the the big slot for the the big ID card yeah. shaped slot, yeah. there was a graphic of an ID card <laughs> being put into the slot with an arrow. It's showing the direction of travel um, in order to do it. He's like um, the guy, isn't he? And it's, it, every time I go to cash point, it's the person in front of me who's trying to take out a mortgage or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's that guy, he's isn't he? He's just brilliant, isn't he? And then, of course, his, his other tweet, um, which got uh, quite a bit of uh, attention as well, was he, he took a picture of a car and he said, there's no need to take taxes in Brussels if you're an MEP. Thankfully, the British taxpayer has paid for a nice fleet of Mercs um, and he took a picture of these Mercedes Benzes, and on the picture you could see on the steering wheel centre and on the the tyre rim that they were in fact uh, Skodas. <laughs> uh, and he uh, and um, people pointed this out, and he said um, the Twitter sphere has gone mental. Remainers simply can't cope with reality, and I think it's more a case that Lance Foreman can't cope with basic instructions, and we're with um, spotting the difference between a Skoda and a, and a Merc. So therefore, Lance uh, Foreman is uh, not a Merc, but he is a Burke and yeah. a jerk, and yeah. he is the Brexiteer of the week. Well, fantastic. Lance is a brand new winner of the Brexit. Yeah, League. never and straight in at number one. I love it when we get a new one. It's good, so isn't congratulations, it? Lance. This probably is the height of your career. Yeah, this will be <laughs> it. Really it yeah. is. Uh, what should the listener do right now? Right now, go to your podcatcher of choice. Mm-hmm. Leave us a lovely review, lovely big star rating. Yeah, this is going to help us get our message out. Uh, and um, you could say things like hilarious, hilarious, insightful, insightful, meandering. Yeah, rambling, <laughs> useless. Um, but you know, give us give us credit for for our mold breaking um, our mold breaking format of being two middle aged white men <laughs> rambling on about 
old football and music and that. Uh, you can go to steadyhq.com, search for the new European, uh, pledge us a few quid. That'll help us keep going. That'll keep me in, in snorting claritin for well, another. It actually pays for another few months. High end journalism, which is what the paper is full of. Well, it does. Uh, it does. Uh, if you want some new European merch, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Free of charge for yeah. listening to this. Yeah, you can buy Just, some as well. There is some available. To you can you can buy some, but if you want some tawdry new European podcast merch, yeah. is what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then just write to us letters at the new European and we'll send you a couple of badges. With a stamped addressed envelope. We're so nineteen eighty nine. It'd be great. Uh, email us with a stamped address <laughs> email. Uh, you can like the New European on Facebook. You can also join our readers group. And meet like-minded uh, Facebook users. Maybe even fall in love. Maybe even fall in love, <laughs> like we did with each other. And no, sorry, my glory is for Rory. Oh, my glory is for Rory. <laughs> and uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at The New European. You can follow me on Twitter, at Sanglesey, S-A-N-G-L-E-S-E-Y. Or you can follow me, at Porrit, P-O-R-R-I-T-T. That was the New European Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, go out and buy the printed product. It is £3 and it's available in all good news agents. Full of Brexit, full of politics and topped up with some incredible arts and culture coverage. The New European is a smashing read. We'll be back next week. Until then, Mr Campbell, play your bagpipes. Here you go. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns.